Yes, like a trending hashtag on Twitter. The hashtag Four Seasons Landscaping. Oh, yes, it is. So it is, yeah. It's the the more information just keep coming out and it just gets better and better. Yeah, like either of the two options. The of fact that ha- they have to, the fact that they have to deal with it now is right. the best thing. Like either of the two options of what happened are great. Either somebody phoned the wrong number and the landscaping company went along with it, which is very funny. Or well, the the yeah, the thing I'm hearing is that they just don't have enough money. Like that's the that's a th- okay. That's a third option. The other option is that. He tweeted about it before they'd confirmed it, and then when they went to go oh, confirm yeah. it, the hotel went, nah, son, and they had to, rather than him having to tweet a retraction and look, quote-unquote, weak, they were like, no, no, he was right, we just meant this landscaping company in between a dildo shop and a crematorium. Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, this is the Gaming to Start podcast for the 10th of November 2020. My name is Callum. My name is Ewan. And at the time of recording, we are two days away from Destiny 2 Beyond Light. We are out of spooky season. We are rapidly approaching C-word season. I don't want to say it yet. but I believe the kids call it spoopy. I think that's how it's pronounced now. Whatever it is, I don't know. Um, (laughs) But none of it matters because Beyond Light comes out in two days. uh, And that's going to be the rest of my year. And it's going to be the best four hours of Callum's life, basically. Maybe, maybe four hours, maybe six hours, maybe ten hours. Who knows? It's a whole new world out there in the world of Destiny when they talk about big expansions. Sure, there's going to be so many things. Sure, potentially, maybe a whole whole new element, which I've already forgotten the name of. Stasis, stasis, void. No, void exists. Stasis, void exists. Stasis, stasis is the ice one. Yeah, you couldn't just call it ice because that's not that's not. That's not Destiny enough, right? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know why they called it. They didn't call it like Frost or something. Yeah, like something you know that matches what it does and looks like and behaves like. You know, well, okay, no, because it's like because it's central to it is like freezing, which is kind of like stasis, like stopping something. It doesn't make any sense, but no. I don't know why it's called. Let's, stasis, let's not try but... and justify those decisions. No, um, but yeah, like Tuesday is Beyond Light. It's Yakuza six, seven, 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 and. And Xbox Day, right? Xbox is out, yeah. Theoretically, Xbox Day. Well, and then... people are people already have it. Like people already have. Oh Xboxes. yeah, yeah. I mean, reviewers and stuff have them, but we can yeah. talk about it a little bit. We get to news, but yeah, like people have them in houses, and I've been playing them, and I've I've now seen all 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 two launch games per console and yeah. the UI of all the consoles, and you're like, okay, yeah, like they look like consoles. That's yep, sure. I don't know what to say. There are some some things where I'm like, okay, that makes sense that you made a new console for that, but the rest of it is like, oh yeah, you just made a more powerful thing again. Like, that's all the... Which I guess, sure, that is the the onus of creating a new console, of is we need more power or whatever. But they normally have some sort of, like, other stuff to back it up. Whereas, like, I've only seen a couple of things, but not... 
Yeah, it's been interesting to watch, like, a lot of reviewers have to talk, have to say to people who are interested in, like, who are primarily console players or exclusively console players, to say, like, it's very strange to see games that you currently play look and run better. And as PC gamers, like, that's what we do every time we get a graphics card. Like, we're we're so used to this at this point. But, like, it's interesting to watch them have to, to say this to people who are primarily playing consoles. Like, yeah, like, there's no, like new out of the box like fantastically shiny new games to play right now but all the stuff that you currently play just looks a lot and runs a lot better you're like yeah yes yep cool like yep the power of machines you're not right now um but yeah it's 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 kind of wild that before we started recording we both had to look up what the dates of the console releases were like there's a brand new console coming out I knew the dates. I just didn't realize. Remember what date related to which release? Yeah, I knew the I knew the tenth, and I knew the nineteenth, and I knew the twelfth. I just couldn't remember. Is that Xbox yeah. US, Xbox EU, PS Five EU, PS Five US? Totally. I don't. I could never remember what the numbers were. But the fact that like we're sitting here with new consoles, we had to we we had to take a breath to remember the dates, and neither of us are getting them. Is a weird moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I I I think it's perfectly reasonable oh, yeah, even though like we do yes. we, even though we do this and it's like our primary hobby or whatever yeah i still think it's perfectly perfectly reasonable to hold off spending almost oh, 500 totally. like, i i can't justify to anyone who's asked me so far like yo should i get yeah, new consoles is like like probably not like unless especially like if, especially if they have a pc especially if like if they didn't have a pc I would probably say, and are not planning to upgrade as well, which is the other part of it. Like, I would say, like, I mean, you're going to get one anyway, and you're going to mm-hmm. continue to play the stuff you have right now, with some notable exceptions we'll talk about later. But, like, all the stuff you're playing right now will be better on this thing, so yeah, you might as well, but don't expect anything. There's nothing to play on it that's not that doesn't already exist, right? Yeah. So don't don't stretch yourself, don't bother. Unless you really care about Astro's Playroom or whatever. Totally, which, the... which, shockingly, it sounds Apparently like it's probably should. Cool, yeah. Like, but not really because of the game, because of the controller. Um, yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, I would like to... I was going to say I'm, I'm looking forward to going into a store and trying the controller out, but that ain't going to happen, right? They're not going to have oh, a thing out that people can touch. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't have multiple people touching a thing without someone beside it with like wipes at all times, which totally. someone's not, not going to employ people to do that. So, so to take a complete right turn. So before we recorded, I had to we had to go. Um, we never had to do some shopping, and we had to go to get um, bedding. And I had not, you know, like you, like you do on a regular weekly shop, go get bedding. But... No, it was very much not a regular shop. It was like one we need out of the house, two you know, I need pillows because these ones are hundred years old. Anyway, stuck. Yeah, um, but we went into uh, the John Lewis around the corner from us, and it is the most regimented, strict, like in-your-face sales experience i've had during this entire pandemic where like you go in the main door and there's somebody there saying hand sanitizers are right there and we'll not open the door until you use them you're like okay yeah sure i'm not saying any of this is bad i'm just saying i hadn't seen it like this laid out structured before 
Um, and then you went up. The, we went you, hear, you hear some horror stories about retail, so it's good to see a place that's totally, actually, yeah, like, taking it seriously. Super seriously. But then they take it a step further, and you go up the stairs to where we're going, and there's um, a, a member of staff there who's like, "Do you know what you're what you're here for today?" It's like, "Yes." This is okay, and they left. Obviously, to stop like their standard clientele, old, old ladies, yeah, old ladies just milling about and catching yeah. diseases, right? It's like, no, we're here for a very specific reason. It's like, okay, there you go. It's over there. And like three separate members of staff came up and said, have you got everything? Like they want you in and out there as quick as possible. But it was just, and then on the way out again, like they have like a one-way system for the doors in and out. And on the way out, there was a nerd set hand sanitizer and another person standing at the door will not open the door until you hand sanitize. I'm like, this is great. It's really weird. But it's gra- I'm glad that they're taking itself seriously. Yeah, that's good, at least, yeah. And I imagine this is a trial run for whatever the chaos of Christmas is going to be. Like, oh, I, I don't even want to... I feel... I, I Like, we both worked retail jobs at Christmas when yeah, coronavirus totally. doesn't, didn't exist, and that was a nightmare. Totally. So I feel sorry for... Yeah, like, I... I goes out to everyone who has to do it this year. Like, yeah. hopefully... Hopefully people can just handle it not running around in shops but like man that's what happens, what happens what happens when crazy meth heads come into the shop and try and steal ipads and the security guy can't tackle them because they're not allowed to get within six feet yeah that's... true it's true how are you gonna what's gonna happen when a dude steals a hoover and you can't chase them down real problem that i had to deal with genuine actual problem the problem of meth heads trying to steal ipads at a shop that was yep. yeah i watched the man God, I try to be careful about how I, how I phrase this. I watched a man yeah. walk up to a stand near where I was working on a till, where they were selling um like really cheap like five pound plastic watches, just like oh yeah yeah, yeah. um and then just like arm sweep all of them into a duffel bag, close the duffel bag, and then somebody on the way out like came up to him was like excuse me can I, can I help you the guy was just like nope and just walked out the store like, like okay like nice. I admire the boldness of that also not exactly the highest highest return value on your theft but like I admire the ballsiness of like like but did the guy did they get stopped like further yeah so like the security guard stood in front of him and was like can I help okay, you good. and the guy was just like nope and just walked past him and the guy was like you can, you can see the security guard doing the mental calculation of like if I chase this guy down, there's a chance I could get hurt. And those watches yeah. are five pounds. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it's probably fair. fine. It's probably okay. You see a lot of shit working retail. Like, you see oh, people I've... try and you see people return items like are just boxes filled with straw and stuff like that. Like it's yep. man mental a, stuff. Man returning a beer trimmer, which he maintained had been unused and was full of beard hair. Full of his hair, yeah. Had those... someone had someone try and return a toaster where they very clearly cut the cord off it. That was that was cut the cord one. off it. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. like for, I don't know why, but like the the plug was gone, and it was like very clearly like an actual cut because the cut was like clean with a knife and stuff like that. It was like a shear. It was wow. And I was like, yeah, no. Just I mean, okay. To bring us back to video games, my favorite one I ever had doing customer service was the woman who brought in. Women came in with her two kids. And put a DS in front of me, and didn't say old school anything. DS. Old school DS, uh, DS yeah. light, DS light, DS light in front of me, and didn't say anything. Like just kind of pulled out of her bag, stuck it in front of me, and took a step back and looked at me. And I went, 
And this was the time when, like, you remember the, the DS lights, especially originally, like, the hinge was not great on them. Like, they would either yeah. not hold they would, like, or they would, just, yeah. they would either go slack or, like, straight up snap. So I took the DS and started opening it and, like, checking for the hinges and all this kind of stuff. And it seemed fine. Like, it was, it was minging, but it was fine. Yeah. I was like, can, can I help you? Like, what's the, what's the, what's the problem? <laughs> this goes, she just says, she's stuck. And I'm like, oh, like, the hinge is oh, stuck. Right. Like, can it not, like, open? And I'm, like, opening the hinge. I'm like, it all seems fine to me. She's like, no, in the game. I'm like, what? I'm sorry? <laughs> I was like, she's stuck in the game. And I'm like, and I'm looking at it, and I the DS is off, and I pop the cartridge out, and it's Barbie Horse Adventures, or one of the many yeah, DS yeah. Barbie games. I'm just looking at it going, like, number one, this is not my job. Number two, I could probably do this, but also I'm not familiar with the Barbie range of games the franchise, yeah number three have you ever heard of the phrase game facts and just like i'm sorry i can't help you it's just nice it back. Yeah. and she just went okay just walks away i'm like Great. what did you think was gonna happen Amazing. i'm just gonna google it for you like i don't know that was day one know. of me on customer service they upgraded me to customer service Amazing. that was day one somebody asked me for help in barbie horse adventures um, good job yeah i know um, but let's talk about real video games. You know what? Barbie Horse mm. Adventures is probably fine. Did we ever talk on air about the, the horse MMO that we came across? Oh, no, we didn't. And we're not going to because okay. we're all going to play it. Okay. I may, I may have made no, it. You can, you, can, you can bring it up if you play it. Like, that is. I may, that may, is... Not, I may or may not have made an account, but fine, I have not actually fine. played it yet. Until you physically play that game, we're not talking about okay. the fucking horse MMO. We'll come back to that. Because you got you got you sent me a way too excited message about a fucking horse MMO about that. So we're not talking about it until you actually are ready to talk about it. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Um so what have we been playing? Um obviously there's the, the, the big one, um, but some small other things I've been playing. Start playing um Umarangi Generation, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, which is the first person photographer game. First person photography With- game. Yeah, but the weird style. Which has some real um jet set radio vibes to it, especially in like the soundtrack and stuff. It's, it's got real it's got real um when you look at it, it's got real like PS one yes. looking totally. style to it. Like it's very low. You said jet set radio in terms of the soundtrack. Yes, the soundtrack. It's it's kind of it's uh. it's like a more lo fi um jet set radio, like yeah, it's 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 a really good soundtrack anyway. Um I'm like I've I've played like an hour of it so far. Um, I'll be able to talk about it more later, but it seems it seems pretty good. Cause and I bought it because the DLC just came out. Um, and I meant to check out anyway, so I thought yeah, might as well. It's on sale. Um, I'll probably talk about that some other time. I played like three hours of Strange Brigade, um, because a couple of the guys I played GTFO with picked it was free on Humble I think or something like that. No, it was free on epic i can't remember they got it somehow and i had it sitting in a humble bundle and i was like yeah okay sure i'll see what the fuck this game is that game is weird it's not good well hmm. (laughs) okay it's not good it's a third person like four player co-op uh like kind of left for dead-esque style game with like large numbers of enemies and survival Except that it has this... So the two things that set it apart for me. One is that there's, like, set puzzles throughout the levels. Where, like, some of them are, like... 
hit the icons in the right order and the icon the icon orders like in the world somewhere that you have to go find or there's like straight up like pipe dream on stuff or oh sure okay. some other things like that and then it unlocks more resources and you get more resources and it's kind of free what is that game what strange brigade yeah like what is it it's a third person four player co-op shooter thing okay thing sure. basically um and it's kind of it's got this um like kind of god what even era is it but you know like the old um like you know like the old like um bbc war reports of like here are the here are boys overseas like that kind of yeah. level of that is get that kind of tone but done like old indiana jones adventures it's got that whole tone sure, to okay, it, right. where it's like um oh no strange brigade what will you do next like that kind of level of of thing and it kind of it works reasonably right. well um it's fine it's totally acceptable for us to just fuck around for three hours the thing that really i can't tell if it's great or not is that loot is not shared like in any way oh no that's um so you end up with these weird situations and it feels like it knows that that was a decision that it's sticking with so there's a couple of things so like there's a bunch of different currencies in the game but like the main goal that you use to upgrade guns and stuff like that um none of that's shared right so if there's a chest in the world whoever opens the chest gets the gold but the problem is so and then again these like kind of puzzle rooms where once you unlock the puzzle and usually you need two or three people to open one of the puzzle rooms but as soon as the puzzle room starts to open at Maybe this is the people I was playing with, but all four people just immediately run at the door and start running at the door, like trying to get the first person in. So like the first oh, three, okay. or f- so the first three or four times this happens, like we're all just like running at the door trying to get in the first and like just pushing each other out of the way and all this kind of stuff. And then we got to the point where the door opened and there was just this giant zombie behind it, like immediately behind the door, and you're like, oh, oh good. you you know, oh you know, okay, fine. And then there was an hour later where like immediately there's this wall of fire. Like as soon as you open the door, there's like a trap, like one step into the door. That they're very aware have. of what people. And they're are like, "Oh do yeah, them. you know." Um, it was really funny, but kind of we were making our own fun with it. If you know what I mean, like it was, it's it's a totally acceptable thing to play for free. Sure, let's, yeah. Let's say that. Um, and then I did a round or a couple rounds of Project Winter, which I've started to see a couple of people talk about. Which yeah, is... I've seen this play before. Is this, this this is the weird like. Um, imposter game, right? Is that what it's, that it's is? Among Us, but like dialed up to yeah. eleven, basically. Where yeah. so it's kind of a similar setup where there's a number of imposters, um, and it's set in like, uh, in like a winter like um landscape where you need to escape on a helicopter to get out. In order to escape, you need to repair two parts, two things on the map. The map is randomly generated need to repair two stations it's usually like or the one we were playing anyway it was like a power station and then the helipad both need repaired um and then you call the helicopter get on the helicopter escape um the things that make it slightly different there's a crafting system in it yeah so like you don't Mm -hmm. start with anything but you literally go out and punch some trees to get wood and punch some rocks to get ore and then you make an axe and then that lets you do more um so there's the crafting, and then you can craft the resources you need to re- repair the buildings, or you can just find them. But also there are boxes that only the traitors can open. So that's your signal that like, hey, this person's a traitor. Yeah. It has the um game. It has the game 
location-specific audio thing that Phasmophobia has, which is very cool. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. Especially because you can hear... You overhear some conversations, which are very funny at, at a distance. And then also, like, every every ten minutes, like, there's a giant snowstorm that you need to get in from, or yeah. you start to freeze to death. Um, and that completely eliminates your audio, basically. So unless somebody's right next to you, you can't hear them. Um, yeah. And you can, it's a really good way to get rid of some people if you need to. Um, it's cool. It's much more complicated. I think it's an early access. I can't know. Is it? It's been it's been around for a while. So it's been around for a while. I mean, they just put a DLC for it, so I don't know. Or, or a big update, one of the two. Um, Let me check. Yeah. It doesn't tutorialize particularly well. I mean, it does, but it's like, here's a bunch of text. Of like no, that game's that game's out. It game's out. Um, it doesn't tutorialize very well. It's basically like a big slab of text that you kind of page through to see like here's all the bits. Um, but it uh, and like it is nowhere near as pick up and play as Among Us is. But there's definitely some complexity in there that would allow you to be even more sneaky than than before. So like one of the things you get in the traitor box that you can't get anywhere else is like a vial of poison, and you can cook. You can either get food out of the wild or you can cook food to make it more efficient. And you can, as the traitor, apply poison to cook food and then be like, hey, does anyone need food? Because food's kind of scarce. Or if somebody asks for food, you can go, yes, here's your food. And then they'll die like a minute and a half later. Yeah. And then immediately die. And you're like, okay, there's some there's some subtlety. You can do some really wild shit with this. I appreciate that. Okay, sure. And um, hopefully we get to play a little bit more of it. But um yeah, it was a cool looking thing when I saw it getting played and it's part of the the current zeitgeist of everybody loves hidden roll games. So totally. it was like a hidden roll game plus location based audio plus Yeah. Um I don't know. Crafting. Cool. Yeah, craft. plus crafting. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Um Yeah, and finally the last thing would be uh Teardown, which is a game that mm. if you follow video game Twitter, you've probably been seeing GIFT for about a year and a half at this point. But it is a voxel bait. Mm, I don't want to say that because that's technically not true. It's a fully destructible. It's a heist game in a world that is fully destructible, which is which has some very very interesting um, uh, side effects. So you basically there is a story. It's still in early access. The story is kind of the story is interesting, where you basically are like a removals company or like a mover, moving company, but you're running out of money. Yeah. So somebody comes to you and is like, yo, you've got a van and like some tools. Oh, sorry, you're the demolitions company. Sorry. Um, and somebody comes to you and, and say, hey, you've got a van and some tools. Would you mind like getting rid of this building that nobody else seems to want to touch for some reason? And that's like the intro mission. And you destroy this building. And then it goes, oh, that building was a listed building and you're now committing crimes. And then suddenly it gets progressively more and more like, yeah, go, st- go steal these safes. Um but yeah, so the whole world, within reason, is destructible in very realistic ways. But it is all mm-hmm. kind of voxel looking, so like it, everything's very kind of pixelated and like three D pixelated. But that means that everything is destructible in like everything behaves the way you would expect it to. Where you get a blowtorch, and if there's a wire grating, you blowtorch a circle, and the circle falls out of the, the thing correctly. Like, all of mm-hmm. that behaves the way you would expect. Um, 
And the main setup of the game is you're given... In a specific level, you're given some primary objectives and some secondary objectives. And very very quickly, most of the objectives are wired into alarms. So that if you pick them up, the alarm goes off. And once an alarm has been triggered, you have 60 seconds to grab everything and get back to your car or van or boat or whatever it is you're using. So what you end up doing is basically like... And you have unlimited time before that. You basically start setting up the environment, like carving holes and stuff, putting cars in strategic locations, uh, creating ramps or building stuff. In you're, particular areas. Yeah, you're basically setting up to do like a run, right? Yes. Like once that timer starts, you're then just trying to run yeah. through the environment as so quickly as yeah, possible. Yeah, to grab as much stuff in one run as you can. There's a couple of a couple of things on that. So like the second level, second or third level, is about um, stealing a bunch of um, classic cars. And most of the cars are like hooked into the walls to be like, yo, as soon as you pull this away from the wall, the alarm goes off. But there's a couple of them that are in like shipping containers and the alarm's inside the shipping container. So you can grab like a um, crane, a drivable crane, pick up the whole shopping container, dump it next to your car and make that the last thing you grab, where as you're running towards your thing, you jump in that thing and drive the three feet to oh, the back. Yeah. Like that kind yeah. of stuff. So you start to do kind of interesting uh, setups to kind of like move everything about to be in the most efficient place possible. Um, it's very cool. It's not like anything I've ever really played before. The destruction is very satisfying like red red faction guerrilla levels of satisfying but probably even more so actually um you progress as you progress on you get more objectives and you get more money you get more tools and more um useful things like <laughs> you, at one point you just unlock a shotgun like there's no enemies but you unlock a shotgun for blasting holes and walls oh just making holes yeah like a... and all of them are upgradable with yeah basically yeah um it's very cool it's 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 worth a look. Like, watch the trailers and you'll see very quickly. It's a, cool, yeah. it's a, it's a unique sort of idea for a puzzle game, right? Like, it's totally. Cool it, it, is, it is more of a puzzle game than a, than a, than anything else. Like, obviously, the execution of the 60-second run is important, but, like, mm-hmm. it's mostly about setup and and smart use of, of the scenery. Um, it's very cool. We'll probably have a look at it at some point. I'm, I'm, in, I'm enjoying sure. playing through that at some point. Um, but, yeah, apart from the big thing, what about yourself? What have you been playing? Uh, so the only thing that I can really talk about that's like a new thing, other than telling people to keep playing Hades, sure, uh, is new season of Apex Legends that launched right. uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. No, wait. Yeah, Thursday. I can't. Remember. It was a weird time this week. Whenever it was, it's not like reset. It was some other time. I think it was um, Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. But yeah, so season seven of Apex Legends. Yep. Um, it's called Ascension. Uh, this is your bigger season because it's on an entirely new map uh new legend and new leveling system that we'll all get into um so the new map is olympus which is a columbia style city in the sky sort of idea um oh it's Bioshock a city- columbia right got you yeah, yeah Bioshock columbia um it's made up of parts of it are made up of you remember that level in titanfall that was like the 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 factory that was like building Terrain. environments that yes. people would live in. Yes. Yeah. So it's that 
like it's oh, parts of it are made up of like squares of that that you can very clearly see the inspiration that they're drawn from oh because so this like is that. a titanfall game right yes yeah keep forgetting that fact. yep so there's like that for the areas where people live there are some like lab areas there's big uh hydroponic centers that are vertical Right. So these, there are these like big tulip-shaped towers that have plants growing in them, but they also rotate. So it, um, it leads to weird sort of gunfights where you can like hide behind walls, but then the walls disappear as the thing rotates. Oh, okay. so it's it becomes this weird sort of like moving cover sort of idea. I hate fighting there for that reason, but it is a weird sort of location. Sure. Um, there's a whole area that's underneath a weird time rift bubble thing. So the whole thing about the olympus is that it's like there appears to be some sort of the same sort of like manipulation that like wraith can go through where she like phases out of time and Mm -hmm. stuff like that they have that there there's like a big one of those generators covering a whole area um, oh weird that looks like a strange part of the map um but it's a really cool map like it, it it's a really unique look it's very bright and vibrant there's lots of like greens and yellows as opposed to like the other colors of the base maps that are all very muddy and murky for a bit uh, it was cool to see this kind of like brighter environment. It's also up in the sky, so there's like sunlight everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool looking place. Uh, it's led to several times of me and my friends jumping over stuff, forgetting that you're up in the sky, and so you jump <laughs> over stuff and then just die because you plant it to the ground. Nice. Um, yep. So you need to be very aware of where you're putting your feet. Sure. Um, but it's a cool map. Um, they have implemented cars now. Oh, so really? Like, Huh. I assume I assume they saw Warzone and was like, "Hey, they have vehicles. Why don't we?" Yeah, um, it's like a hover car. Um, that it, it's helpful, especially when you like drop and then the circle appears on the other side of the map, so you sure. can get there quickly. Um, it's got three seats in it and like a back thing that you can put stuff on. So like Rampart can put her minigun on the back of the car. Oh, okay, interesting. A, okay, you can stick a Watson alt on it. Like it's all a bunch of stuff you can like throw caustic barrels all over the car and stuff like that there's there's some funny stuff you can do with the car sure. basically um like most of the time you can jump out of it and it'll like fly towards the enemy so you just stick a bunch of caustic barrels on it and then ram people it just all that's goes it. off all at once it's pretty cool <laughs> okay um so that's all good that it's a, it's a cool new map uh there's a new legend who's called horizon um she is from olympus she's a scientist her thing is all about manipulating gravity um so she has her cue is like a throwable grav lift thing. So she like mm. pushes you up into the air, and you can move around. Okay. Uh, and her ult is like a portable black hole generator. So you like throw it down on the ground, and it sucks everybody in. Nice. Um, so it's kind of all about yeah, it's all about like manipulating where people are and where you can end up. It's really cool because you end up with like situations where you can either use the cue to jump up on a wall or like get height on people to see them if they're like hiding behind cover. Um, is it like a it's not like a bounce, but like it holds you in the air. Yeah, so it's okay. like a thing she throws on the ground that makes like a circle that makes a big pillar that you can just go into and you'll fly up in the air. Gotcha. Up to okay. a certain height, and then you're just kind of like hovering there. Right. Um, so you can expose yourself pretty heavily, but you can also use it to get into like weird, tricky places or like get advantage on people. Or yeah, it's, it's a cool, it's a unique thing. It's really interesting, and the black hole generator obviously is really funny. Yeah, you can, like, like put it in. What's the range on that? Like pretty surprisingly large like it okay. is, it's, it's also throwable so you can like throw it in an arc so you can be behind cover and throw it over it yeah um and yeah it just pulls everybody into the middle of it so you can do things like 
throw it at people who are hiding in cover and they yeah. all get sucked into the middle of it and then like throw an arc star at them and like take away all their shields because it's all just like in one area or they can f- fight out of it like if they run away they start fighting out of it but they right. do still they're slower which also helps but like pulling them all um, into like a caustic barrel might also be a thing yeah like... same sort of idea on like yeah the, you can see the uses for it or yeah, like totally. a gibby or whatever sure um it's cool like that sort of manipulation thing is really interesting um yeah. She's also the most Scottish character I've ever seen in the video game ever. <laughs> I remember you texted me this, yeah. Um, she she kind of, it's weird, she like picks and chooses where in Scotland she's from. Okay. Uh, with any given voice line, so I can't quite pin her down as to where she's from. Most of the time she sounds like she's from up north, so it's like very lilty in her speech. It's like fa- it's like Merida in Disney, it's very like fantasy Scottish level gotcha. sort of Okay, accent. yep, fantasy Scottish. Um, but every so often she slips into just sounding like she's from Glasgow. Like it's <laughs> she cuts harsh. Right. Um and she like she she's got all the lines, like she calls people bampots, she shouts about Gein at Yaldi, like all this other all all the Scottish things you could ever think of. They've very clearly like gone to a Scottish person and been like, What are the things you say? And that's they've just written them all down and been like, Yeah, say these things. Um It's it's weird, uh, especially when you're Scottish and you're playing as her and something happens in the game and you react to it and then she says a line and it's the same thing as what you just said. That's right. a really weird moment because I just said something naturally and then the character in the video game said exactly the same thing as me in my accent. <laughs> and it, it was bizarre for a second, but um, um, yeah, it, it's, de- it's definitely the most well-handled Scottish accent because it's not... It's not aggressive and it's not awful. It does sound like she's from Scotland. Which so yeah, I, I'm looking up who the the voice act the voice actor is. Uh, she was born and raised in Scotland, currently in LA. Mm. Doesn't say exactly where, but she's done a bunch of yeah, like yeah, primarily video games and TV. Um, she's she, a player yeah, character. She, she she's a player character. Let it die. Apparently, she's in like oh uh, cool awesome. Uh, Lego Dimensions. Boil at sea. Hello. Okay, sure. Okay, like there's a lot of stuff in here. Some stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so she, yeah, props to her for actually making it sound like you're a Scottish person as opposed to every other video game which does a terrible job with Scottish accents. Yeah. Um it's it's yeah, it's a weird thing. She's a really cool character. Um I have just started using her abilities to just fuck with people. Right. Um where I did the best one I've ever done was I we were playing I was playing with my mates and I picked up a gold barrel stabilizer and I didn't need it. So I was like, hey does anybody need this? Somebody said yes. So I threw it on the ground and pinged it, waited for him to run up to it, threw the queue underneath him, and he went over my head and then picked up the barrel stabilizer again and ran off. Like because <laughs> you just totally fuck with people. Okay. Sure. Some some of the best some of the best the, the 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 more important ones, the more beneficial ones. That was just to fuck with them. The more beneficial ones to me are like when people are running for like a care package that drops on the ground yeah. and they open the care package and they go, oh, Kraber, and I throw the queue under them and they get shot up in the air and I take the Kraber. Nice. Like that sort yep. of thing. Uh-huh. The more important um, ones. So yeah, there are tactical uses for the queue, but there are also way more fun let's fuck with people uses um, that I have been having a lot of fun with. Um, cool. Watching also, people try and take watching people try and take sniper shots and then you throw the queue under their feet uh, and they get really mad. It's it's really good. I'll bet. I like it well. We should probably also say that the game's now on Steam. Um, yes. Which was the thing that moved. Um, I'm going to move my game 
today over to Steam. Um, have you done that? Yeah, I'm playing. Was there, like any, Steam. Was there any prop? Like, how does it work on Steam? Do you just log in with an EA account when you boot it first? Yeah, when you when you when you boot in, it says uh, if you've already like you should probably already link like your EA and your Steam account on Origin because if you do that, it just pops up in a thing that's just basically like, hey, is this you? Can you log in again? Okay. When you do that, and they go, okay, okay. and then that's it. I think I would have done that, but okay, fair enough. Um, cool. Okay, but yeah, it's the thing. The things that I've noticed are this season. It's really bad for this, for some reason. The server is really terrible. There's a lot of like lag and stuff problems oh, that are weird. happening. But okay, hopefully that gets smoothed out. Sure. Um, so the major problem with this season, which has been a which is a problem that has kind of taken a hold of the Apex community, is the handling of the battle pass. Right. Um, where so they've changed how battle passes work. It used to work based on an XP system, mm-hmm. where it was like for the first for the first battle pass level of the week it was like 5000 xp and then 10000 and then 20000 or i can't remember the exact numbers but it was like this incrementally growing in scale level mm-hmm. and then you would have you would have daily and weekly challenges that gave you xp that would help you along that path but then there were also challenges that would give you free battle pass levels there were challenges if you got 5 dailies you'd get a level if you got 10 dailies you'd get a level sure. So you you got through the battle pass at a fair clip if you played the game. They decided that they, the the quote from them was they wanted to make the battle pass more meaningful throughout the season, um, right. and the way that they did that was remove the XP system and replace it with a star system that is like so if you do a daily you get a star. Oh, that's get, that's a straight out of Titanfall, right? That's literally I what the progression in Titanfall two yeah. was. Because it was yeah, different. but. So, it was now, and it's now, and it's now a fixed thing. Of I think it was at the time of launch, it was like I think it was fifteen stars a level or something right. like that. I want to say um, you get the same amount of dailies. Dailies give you one star. One daily gives you two. One daily gives you three, and okay. you've got four dailies. So there's like like potential seven stars there. Mm-hmm. So about half a level. Um, the weeklies are the same where there is like I think either one or two that give you a free battle pass level and then a bunch of weeklies that will give you like three stars. Right. Um the problem with it is when that system came out, people that were playing when it launched, including me and my friends and stuff like that, noticed that it's way slower. So if you are if you were playing at launch in Apex last season and you played and you like did all your dailies and like, like for the first day, if you did all the dailies, did your weeklies, and uh, like played a few games or whatever, you could probably get like like five, six, seven levels maybe in a day. Um, this one, so I did all my dailies, all my weeklies, and like won a couple of games, played a few games, and I am battle pass level three. Um, is they have like way, way, way like increased the amount of time that it takes to gain levels. And someone sat and did like a bunch of math and like figured out like how long will it take you based on this to get to max battle pass level. Mm -hmm. And there was like, there was conflicting math coming behind it, but a bunch of people were coming out saying that like you need to play like four or five hours a day to be able to hit max battle pass level when you could do it last time based on like two hours 
which is way more manageable. Sure. Like playing playing Apex for like two hours a day is fine. It's kind of what I used to do. I would maybe play for like an hour, two hours, like just like the chill thing with friends, do a couple yeah, of yeah. rounds, whatever, an hour, an hour and a half. And you would get to battle pass level, no problem. Uh, now it's way more keep people playing it so it's now like nine hours to get to your the actual the same amount of level and it is way too much like it is does they, it feel they like overcorrect in a complete wrong direction does it feel like they've at least so i mean is it the same number of levels in the pass this time yeah. it's still 100 or whatever it is yeah. and does it feel like they've made the the rewards better to oh, even same, out? exactly the same battle pass they've just made it harder to do these uh so, they, so, that, so that was when it launched. They have since changed it to where it is now... They, they've half the amount of stars it needs to get a level. Okay. Uh, and made they're, from next week, they're saying they're making weeklies easier to get, mm-hmm. which is fine. But then the people did the numbers on that, and it's still almost double the amount of time that it was before. Yeah. So it's still not good and it's still like way too grindy for a game that's not meant to be this grindy um yeah i suppose they would especially, especially when they went for seven seasons where no people had problems with the battle pass whatsoever totally like, like it, I, I think it's i mean i assume if they had gone if this had always been the case this wouldn't be a problem right like it'd just be a game yeah. where like you need to put, put a bunch of time to spend in the battle pass, but like this is the way it's always been, so fine. But going backwards is a real problem yeah. with the stuff because people like, uh, set, you have expectations now. There's proper like um, conspiracy theory level stuff of people saying they initially it's that that sociology thing of like the the frog in the hot water thing, yeah, where people totally. they went in initially hard so that they could then back off to where they actually wanted to have it, which is where it stands now, and people would think they're doing them a favour. But Oh, I which see. Is, which, you see what I mean? Where it's yeah, like yeah. they went in way too hard so they could back out. They were never wanting it to go that hard, but now they seem like the hero. Yeah. But people even, if you look at like the Reddit and stuff like that, people still aren't buying that of like, oh yeah, it's great that you've made this easier. It's still too much. Like, yeah. we're going to keep pressing you on this. Because they came out within like, 15 hours or something like that of launch being like hey we've heard a lot about this battle pass stuff here that's like somehow that's wilder to me than what they've actually done like how because like you you think back to like the battlefront 2 stuff right where how much that changed even before that game launched right Mm -hmm. and the fact that like as soon as this launches and then a bunch of people on reddit do some relatively straightforward math to go here's the number and here's why it's bad like they have to have been doing that math internally, right? Like yeah, somebody, so, yeah. somebody internally to respawn have to have done that math and gone, "This is fine." But then, like, yeah. I mean, pretty- obviously, obviously, the, obviously, the the people that are doing it are immediately pointing finger, being like, "Ah, it's an EA game." Like EA have had their hands. I in mean, this. yes, you can't not assume yeah. that, but like, it's done so well for them that. You kind of don't. You'd be. I would like, be scared to fuck with it, right? Like, yeah. The, the, this is like they've had. They've had some like player revolts in the past of like, oh, this gun's broken, or oh, this event's sure. not very good, or like, or the the heirloom thing because the heirloom thing's still fucked and like nobody yeah, yeah. likes it. Um, but this is the most I've ever seen people immediately be like, no, this is screwed. You need to fix this, 
and they're still doing it even though they've already come out and said they fixed it. Like the people are still pressing them, being like, "It's still too much. You need to make this easier." Totally. Like it's, and, and then it, there's there there are the absolute fucking idiots on the internet that are like, "Oh my god, the people that are complaining are just the people that play casually. They should make this more harder." Blah, blah, blah. And like off. that's not like, that's like, not like, the yeah, problem. That's a terrible argument, and that's not the problem that people are having here. Exactly. Like I, I by no means in this game have ever been like a quote unquote like casual player. Like I played it like I've played it pretty solidly multiple times a week since it's been launched like i play this game a lot and i think this is fucking ridiculous like it's crazy that they did this it's not a it's not a oh my god the casuals are complaining thing it is a no this is a fucked system sort of thing like you need to make this better for people totally like i like i'm trying to think of ways they could justify it right and like putting out stats that go like 40 percent of our player base hit max battle pass level Right, that mm-hmm. seems pretty high. It, like I'm, I'm totally pulling numbers at Mars, right? But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if a large percentage of their player base was hitting max level, like that is at least a justification to do something, right? To be like, this is not what the battle pass is designed for, right? Like, if you hit max battle pass, you should either be exceptionally good at the game or put a lot of time into the game. Like, I get that, but yeah, the reaction to that being to have the same number of levels and squish everyone down. As opposed to like, we're going to add 50 levels to the battle pass or something yeah. like that. Or even like 50 levels of, because um, obviously you add more levels, you need to generate more rewards. Like, I get that. But like, mm-hmm. d- like even if they don't have them as rewardable levels, like have them as like, like Call of Duty for years and years and years and years, like people were prestige multiple times with zero reward, right? Just because it's a number that goes up, right? Like add yeah, a they prestige wanted, system. They the number, yeah. yeah, like have a way of like have a have a way of like where people who are not that hardcore players are still getting the same experience they've had before and hardcore players have more numbers they can attach to themselves if they want them. Like it yeah, seems like there's multiple other avenues of done it. And especially like not putting out any justification. Like them put out the wording oh. of the, the, the entire wording was what I said, which was like, yeah. we want the battle pass to mean more over the course of the full season. Like, and that could mean like seven different things or could mean yeah, nothing exactly. that someday, someday EA marketing could have gone, turn the dial up on the, the numbers we're getting back from this. Like that could be yeah. the entire conversation. That's the most like PR way of saying it. But and like, like I'm, I'm it, willing to accept that the battle pass as it stood was potentially too easy to get through because like, my friend who plays the game way more than me, like it's pretty much the only game he plays, would get through the battle pass in like just over half the season. Like the season right. would be halfway through and it'd be done. Right. Which, fair enough, if you're that level of hardcore and you can do that, fair enough. It's maybe sure. a bit quick. You maybe want to slow it down a little bit, but not to the degree where it's going to be almost impossible for most of your player base to be able to get to the end of the battle pass because that's not... People like getting the rewards like people that's the reason that people keep playing it is because there are cool things to get and if you're just making it ridiculously hard then people are just not gonna because that's what my my friend said even the the, my friend that's like super into the game is like yeah this is making me want to play less because like there's no fucking point in doing this because we can't progress that fast like there's no point in doing that it's take too long and it's not it's not doing it's not doing the thing that they want them to do of like keeping people playing people are actively not wanting to play the game because it's too difficult like that's the yeah and it it, it seems to me as well like considering how far we are as a as a 
as a world in the battle pass system, right? Like since Fortnite yeah. made it a thing, it sounds like it's a solved problem, right? Like it sounds like a thing that like I I don't mean this to sound as discrediting as it should be, but it feels like battle passes are almost like a Unity plugin at this point, right? Like yeah, we've got here's your battle pass plugin. Totally. Like here's all here's all the logic. Here's the numbers that you need. Here's the progression level. Like just fill in the blanks of like fill in these rewards at this level, this level, this level, this level, right? Like it feels like yeah. that math has been so honed over the years that it shouldn't be mutable at this point. It shouldn't be a case of well, we need to whole cloth come up with a new system for this. It's like, no, like yeah. this is how this works. Like, pick your maximum number of levels. This algorithm here will give you your steps, and here's how much time you should invest per step. Like, that sounds like a solved problem. How people can continue to fuck it up sounds yeah, wild to me. <laughs> like, I don't understand it. Especially when, like, it sounds like every time somebody makes a decision like this or makes a change that doesn't resonate well, it's like instant reversal or like massaging yeah. or something like that. Like I imagine that the developers, it, it depends exactly who pushed this change. Right. But like, I imagine that a bunch of the developers on the team are like, here's exactly what's going to happen when you push this out. Here's exactly yeah. what's going to happen. And like, they will have done the math as well, even if not the marketing team or the, 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 um, microtransaction team like the developers themselves will have sat with a pad and gone xyz there's your number yeah you would hope, you would hope that they would know like that's the... right um yeah that's kind of that's kind of wild i mean i was crazy like yeah, I, I i started like yeah i mean i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna play a bunch of the season like I, I i play whenever there's a new map i'm interested to see what it looks like and how it runs um yeah uh, and also the fact that it's on Steam now means it's actually kept it's, up to date yeah, now. It, it's really, it's really sad because if this didn't happen, I think this season would be doing really well for them because the new map's cool, the new, the new person's awesome. Like it's really interesting. It's just marred in this community uproar of, oh my god, you fucked the battle pass so much that yeah. people aren't like talking about the season in a positive light because instead of looking at the good things, which is like the cool new map and stuff like that, it's. Yeah. And that, also, yeah. they brought also they brought the R ninety nine back into the like the floor loop pool, and that was a mistake. But oh, really? That's yeah. I, I they shouldn't have done that. The, the other part of it is that I think it's Apex anyway. They've been pretty good at putting out like actual numbers for stuff, right? Like they will put out like damage curves for weapons when they're talking about patches. Yeah. When they and... when they talk about balancing and stuff like that, they um, will always do like. Hey, here's why we're balancing this gun. This gun has too high a TTK, so here's what we're doing about it. Like all here's this, like chart. they're very good. Like yeah, they're very good at showing the numbers. So for them to then go, for them to make this change with none of that, yeah, is weird. Like if I was them, I would continue that tradition and be like, here's 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 how we determined there's a problem, define problem however you want. But here's how we determined there's a problem. Here's the current situation. Here's how we're changing it. And here's what the graph looks like after we've changed. Like the fact that they can't do any of that suggests that there are some people not happy about the change even internally yeah is my get complete guess but you know we'll see um i mean i'm I'm gonna go back and play it probably like i always always put a little bit of time into that thing um is it, I, I suppose you're you're far gone enough where you wouldn't be able to answer that question but i was like are we am i too far gone at this point like if am i gonna no. go in and just get annihilated every single time no okay there, there it's 
still like uh, it's, it's still a um, a battle royale game without that much skill based matchmaking in it. Like you're still gonna go up against a range of different people, so there will be people better than you, but there will probably be. It people doesn't have skill based matchmaking well. this far. Not in. really. Like you see, you see a it's it's weird. Like they will try and get you into lobbies where you have like your matched people, but then like. I still I don't play ranked and I still go into lobbies where there are like predator trails and diamond trail people like it's right. you, you just get met, matched with a swath of different people but okay whoever it's, it's just you there will be people better there will be people worse like that's right. just how that's just how it works unless you play ranked in which case that's like, oh yeah well I mean, but like yeah deserve what you get there um yeah so what's the cross cross platform situation with that game as well is it Crossplay this fall. Uh, yeah, crossplay soon, uh, but there is crossplay between people on Steam and people on Origin. Oh yeah, sure, but like I'm talking cross, like actual cross-platform, uh, like across. Um, oh yeah, I don't think that's in yet. Okay, interesting. But yeah, so, the, so the, the the thing that I can the thing I can end this discussion about the battle pass on yeah. is the the really the really famous quote from the redditor who came out with the. The, the initial comments about like, hey, this battle pass is fucked, which was, I'm proud to announce that after all five daily challenges, 20,000 uh, 20, XP, three top fives, and one win with eight kills, I finally hit battle pass level two. Like, Jesus, that's, that's bad. Like, that, that, that guy, yeah, that guy has done really well in his games, finished all of his dailies, and he only got a level. Like, that's, it's crazy. That's... Can, you, can you straight up buy levels in that game? Yep. Is that if you want case? to. Okay. Well, maybe maybe not always, but like for the last few seasons okay. at least. It's not to... new. They, they didn't do all of this and then introduce a way to buy levels. It takes 10,000 XP to get one star, so 100,000 XP for one battle pass level, whereas the previous battle pass XP track was 9, 18, 27, 36, 54. You're basically huh. on... That's like, yeah, per week, they were saying like that. So now you're basically at one battle pass level for every four that you would have gotten last season. Fuck, that's... Yeah, that's pretty bad interesting yeah it's 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 crazy like it's, it's insane it was a bad idea wait and this is the last thing because because i haven't played in a long time what's the deal with the 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 boxes are boxes still in that game yeah how do you get boxes is it per level one per level uh you get boxes at set set character set, set character like account level and at certain points of the battle pass right okay so you're gonna get, and you're gonna get less of them now as well, right? Because if they're yeah. per oh, Jesus, okay. well, yeah, well, unless you grind for it, like, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the thing, yeah. So okay. as as cool as as cool as the season is, it's really it's really hard to get motivated to play it when there was totally. some shit. Yeah, yeah, it's... totally weird. Okay, um, let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about sure. the one last game. Um, so the music this week, I. Th- threatened this a few weeks ago and i went ah fuck it why not um we've talked about other sides on this website and have a video showing off other side on this website um and i'm gonna do one of the songs for it because i think that soundtrack is fascinating and i cannot get it out of my head about how fascinating that soundtrack is so i'm gonna play a track from this um this is soul swap this is the track from a bunch of the trailers, I think. It's not the track from 
the first boss fight that I've talked about on here. I think this is the trailer one. Or the intro. It's the intro song, I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, this is Soul Swap from the Other Side soundtrack. Um, and we'll be back with some watchdogs and some news right after this. Soul Swap from the other side soundtrack. Check out the post for links when you pick that up, um, and check uh, the video we did on the other side. It should be on our YouTube page right now. Um, I already be there. Yeah. Uh, so Watchdogs Legion came out. Um, yeah, it did. And we feel been playing it. I think um, yep. we should also like straight up say like all of the Ubisoft. Um, controversy from the past four months or whatever it yeah. is has, none of it has been answered so far none of it is yep. like we understand all of that is still very much happening and they have not stood up and said anything basically and we've been very yeah, very much. critical of their responses and the run up to, to the Watchdog Legion and we're by no means belittling any of that in talking about the game no not at all um, yeah. but yeah like just straight up that is still a thing we're very much um, taking into account with a lot of this, it's a, I, it's weird, right? Like it's not just me. It feels weird. I, yeah, I don't know that weird would be the word I would use. Um, I, I had a really long discussion, not long discussion, but someone in work asked me about, oh hey, have you seen that new Watchdogs game? And I was like, yeah, I was playing it, and they asked me what I thought. I sat and thought about it for a really long time, and. The word that came out, and I think it's still the word I would use now, is soulless. Yeah, um, sure. Because it's a game, a game based in the idea of like it takes it takes groups and human action and people working together to overthrow tyranny, which is a a great idea, and it's something we've like just seen in the US and like a whole. Sure. It's a big topic of discussion right now, but the game doesn't handle it in a good way because the people that are doing the uprising, because it is supposed to be anybody in London, are written so flat and so soulless. Like that's the only word I can think to do that. Like where it is quite clearly dialogue that has been written to be said by a bunch of different voice actors to then sure. slot into yes. different mannequins of people in the game that yeah. there is no real meaning or drive or anything behind anything that anybody's doing in that game because the main player characters are mannequins essentially that don't that have very little emotion in anything and their lines are all flat and then the actual main characters that are people like things like Bagley and things like Sabine and all these yeah. people that are supposed to be the actual characters in the world are bad. Like they're bad characters and they're not well written. Um, I mean, I, I don't even feel like they're. 
I don't feel like they're badly written. It just doesn't feel like you get enough of them to really get enough of a character out of them. Like, I, like I keep yeah. I keep, that's that's kind of what I mean is that the, you, the, they don't do enough to where you feel like they are real people yet. But, like but they're also, still. Just... I also don't feel like they're given enough of a chance to do anything because of the nature of the game, yeah. right? Like so much of the so much of the stuff that you'd want to talk about narratively about this game is hampered by the structure and mechanics of the game itself, right? It feels like yeah. it feels like a mechanically led game as opposed to a story led game, right? Like you keep going I keep going back to two to Watch Dogs 2, right? Which I on reflection like I, I remember at the time finishing Watch Dogs 2 and going, that was that was above average, an above average game. But then like comparing that to what I'm playing with Legion, like that game seems spectacular in terms of like storytelling and attitude and just general i don't know it's general like stylistic like style and yeah and execution on stuff like that game had two had such a it felt like that game had a real voice to it like partly due to marcus yeah like most like a lot of it was down to like marcus and his story a lot of it was mm-hmm. down to the supporting cast who Every one of the sport cast had their own story and their own sidelines and all that kind of stuff that you got parts of. And then there was like a there was a general overall narrative of like like big tech being bad, but with like named bad guys, which had a running story that kind of went from start to finish, and you felt like there was a consistent fight you were having against a specific group of people. But in this, yeah. it just it feels so nebulous and kind of yeah. like like, obviously there's a bad guy, and, like, he's a named bad guy, but, like, I've played for, like, what, six hours? Five hours? Six hours? Something yeah. like that? And, like, I think I've seen him twice, and I could not tell well, you yeah, what his he, name is. He's, 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 a, he's, like, a named bad guy, but he's still just, like, he's always put into the context of blah de blah head of this paramilitary group. Yeah. So it's not, like, he's not a directed bad guy. He's a very obfuscated bad guy where he's like, oh yeah, he's the head of this big paramilitary group that are obviously the bad guy. Totally. Like it's not, you're you not don't... directing it at him. You're directing it at this entire group yeah, instead like, of being a focused bad guy. The machinations of the group are not directly related to him. It's like Albion, no. as, a gr- Albion as a group are obviously doing terrible things, but like his yeah. influence on them is not part of it. Which, and the thing that, the thing that I'm, I'm, I'm just, trying to deal with is like if you're being very very generous is that intentional right where like you don't get like generally you don't get institutions like that behaving like they do in this game because of named people right it just doesn't happen like institutions grow from like seven or eight or nine or 20 or 50 people all working together to do a very bad thing right that's how that works So having a named figurehead be bad maybe doesn't contribute to the thing, but also like it just but, doesn't feel yeah. like they're actually doing that. It feels like it's just it feels like they've built all the mechanics and then tried to sideload a story into it. Or like yeah, that's what I was say. you're right in that it reflects how these sort of systems come about in the real world. Yeah, which is fair, but that's not what you want when you're trying to tell a narrative. Yeah, like having a more focused bad guy helps you drive a narrative more, as opposed to it being this sort of nebulous totally. group. And and I mean, but, if they if they built the story around that, right, where a lot of the a lot of the 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 purported story from 
from the good the quote unquote good side from your side is that yeah. we all need to work together to overthrow the the bad stuff that's happening, right? We all need to come together yeah. as a community and all help each other and work and all this kind of stuff. And that's fine. If the story had then been like, we need to band together as a group to because this other kind of nebulous cloud of of bad shit needs all of us to do it is one way to take the narrative right and it's like it's not just one person there is no figurehead it's just this like faceless paramilitary group that is just doing bad shit right if that had been the actual narrative there's a there's something in there you can work with but instead what what seems to happen is just like so I, I highly recommend and I highly recommend reading um, Austin Walker's review of this. Yes, it, go, it goes he, into. He's, de- he's definitely done a hell of a good job with this one. Yeah, it's... and the really the big thing that came out for me that I, p- I pulled out that review was not only is it not only does, does it feel like it's been designed mechanically and then narratively, mechanically Ubisoft games don't work in a way that makes sense in this story, right? So. So the kind of general overall structure is similar to a bunch of like other Ubisoft games that you've seen. I was going to say that was that was kind of my other problem with it is that this game feels like a game that was designed in like the early 2010s. Oh yeah, totally. Very a very old school style open world game of you open up your map and there's a bunch of dots on it. Totally. Like that's it's yeah. And especially especially when if so you look at it and like it looks like it's it's closer to like it's weird like one of the sub-genres of Ubisoft game, but it's like closer to like a Far Cry where the maps split up into areas and you liberate specific areas um, on top of the actual general thrust of the story, right? And the areas that you liberate, they go from being oppressed to being defiant. Is that right? When you liberate them, when you've solved the the problem in that area. So like at least they're not going, we've done these three things and all of the problems in this area are solved, right? They're just, they're saying that like the people are now more willing to fight back against Albion and that's fine. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. once you do that area's missions, like it's not a case of like, and now the real fight starts. It's like, you do those three missions and literal fireworks go off. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's really, yeah. It's a really weird mechanical thing to have an entire area of london which is a huge city yeah suddenly go from being like holy shit tyrannical oppression yeah to in the space of like a mission a mission that takes 15 minutes yep to then have fireworks everywhere a dead second oh my god we're free and it's like that's not how liberating an area of and like massive amounts of oppression works obviously the way you would do that in a video game but yeah, I mean, and, yes, and like you can't you can't do that how it would reflect in the real world because in the real world that sort of shit would take months and months and months and months of time totally. to be able to do something like that. And like but, if you take if you take one step out of the video gameness of it, right, where like the 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 one the last liberation mission I did was in I can't remember what area it is the city center or whatever it is the one where the final mission is the eye, right. And yeah. um it's like Lambeth or something like that. Is it Lambeth? I can't remember. Wherever the eye is in London. Yeah. Um you do the three things, it unlocks the defiance mission. You do the defiance mission, which is basically like removing the Albion propaganda from that they're projecting onto the eye. Um and you do that, and then the fireworks go off and it's like Lambeth is now defiant, or whatever area it is. Lambeth is now defiant. And I finished I finished that level turned a corner, like, came back into the world, turned a corner, and, like, people were still getting beat up by Albion in the streets, 
Yeah. There was a there was a group of people arrested with their arms behind their back. There was like all of the 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 checkpoints are still there. All the turrets are still like nothing has actually changened, right? No. And it was the big thing that came out of uh, I pulled out of all the people are defiant, but they're still getting clubbed in the head. Like, yeah. Like what does that mean? That like mean what anything, have you yeah. actually done? It feels so. F- it feels so facile, right? It feels like it feels all all like it feels pointless like it feels like yes you did this thing but like if you're albion like oh no somebody blew up our projection onto the eye that says albion steve can you go put it back up again like yeah, sure so this is, like this is gonna what? be my point is that a lot of the stuff that you do to get to the point where you do that mission yeah where it's like there, there are like things in these sectors that are um supposed to be like weakening albion's hold on the yeah. division of London yep. and it's things like uh, stopping their propaganda which yep. you do by going onto the roof of a building and fucking with a server for a yep. bit which then changes what's in the front of the thing but the, everybody reacts to it in a very cartoon villain way where Albion turn around and look at it and go oh those dead set boys they got us again as opposed to the real world thing, which would be someone pointing at someone and being like, hey, can you go back up on the roof and change that back? Yeah, can like, you flick that switch again? It would, like, it would literally take 30 seconds to you for you to be able to just go bing and change it back. Like, it's not hard. Yeah. Um, doing things like, what What are the other ones you can do? Like, putting, like, tags up on walls. There's mm-hmm. like a, like a, um, yeah, there's like digital tagging and stuff like that. Again, you're in a near future setting where there are fucking drones everywhere. You get a drone to go up and just go like, off. And then that's it. Like yeah. it's done. The 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 things that you're doing to quote unquote liberate a city are such peddly little things that yeah. in the real world would be solved in about two minutes. And, and then it's... and then this 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 massive authoritarian regime would then go about denying it ever happened and just and then it would be fine. Like nobody would think differently of it. Totally. It's not liberating anything. Like it is tiny tiny acts of defiance that would be solved in like a minute it's... yeah like and, and it's like like there are ways you could use a bunch of the tech that they're putting in this to do that right like imagine if like the defiance missions were closer to something like like we're closer to something like the the um what did they call them in the the greek assassin's creed game you know the ones where they added like here 50 on 50 fights Oh, I never, um, I never played the game, so I don't know. There's a, there's a term they used for like their their bigger battles, basically. Yeah. Um, like imagine if that was like DeadSec leading, like a march. Yeah. Down like a street. an actual revolt. Like yeah, that would like be multiple yeah. people banding together and going fuck this, and actually doing like a proper protest or march or something like something. that. Like, yeah. As opposed to like one dude just like tagging a wall going lol albion and you're just like like i get what i get what you're doing it just it seems like such a it seems like such a weak insignificant you know what like if they had got it's impossible to do that kind of thing in video games where you're one person right like because one person like much like real life one person can't make huge amounts of difference right like which is the story of the game almost that they're trying to say is like we all need to come together to fight this oppressive force but the way we're all going to come together is i'm going to tag this wall and you're like no like the way you get the way you would the way you would actually 
go about doing the thing that you're doing looking at the real world watching people do this in real time in our world in 2020 yeah because you go and you go and talk to a bunch of people and you get a bunch of people together in a room and go yo this is fucked up right like yeah that's how you solve the problem and the message the message the message of the game where like it takes groups of people to be able to do this yes is then entirely ignored when everything is being done and the the entire game by one person that exactly. you choose to play as and they've, they've it, done it, it, whereas they've... you can see it in the real world where it takes massive amounts of people like blm like all this stuff that you're seeing where it is like hundreds of thousands of people out in a street yeah to do that stuff in real life a majority so seeing it a majority yeah. of a country voting out a fascistic leader right like this is yeah. literally what just happened and like i think the thing that gets me is like other ubisoft games have done this just not in this context right can you like i keep going back to not even like Imagine if they'd done it like this other game. Like, imagine if they'd done this like this other Ubisoft game. Like, can yeah. you imagine if, like, part of those Defiance missions or, like, the ones that you have to do to unlock a, unlock a thing use the rest of the team that you've built up, right? Like, imagine if, like, they had the, the thing from Assassin's Creed 2 where you, like, caca on R1 and, like, shoot people down with arrows, right? Like, you remember you could, you could pull in the rest of the Syndicate? What? I was going to say, yeah, did they not, were there not things like that in Syndicate where you would go and have a big punch up with people? Like, yes, yeah, the, 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 the you, gang you fights. Like lead, yes. Yeah, you would actually like lead a revolt against a gang. Totally. Like do do something like that. Like or, that makes or, more sense. Or even like have your missions with the, the basic members you've recruited where you have them mapped to buttons that will do various things where like, hey, I've got a hacker, so if I hit R1 on my hacker, it will summon a drone to distract this person. Or like, yeah. hey, I've got somebody who is a brawler, so I can say, yo, you take this guy, I need to keep going. And like, coming together as a group and doing the thing, right? It just, yeah, it's still one person. Like, and I understand technically that's a difficult thing to do, but the previous game did I mean- it better. Or at least narratively say, yeah, worked a way yeah. around it to make it done better, right? Like it's yeah, wait, wait, and that and that was helped by having a more centralized group where you could actually have characters that you could flush yeah, out totally because then you cared more about it and you could understand them working more together as opposed to the kind of faceless ones that you get in Legion. Which don't get me wrong, is a really cool idea of like you can recruit anybody and like they all totally. have different skill sets or whatever great idea just mm-hmm. in this context doesn't work narratively because it ends up focusing it in a different direction yes. which pulls out the messaging um it's it's a real shame and also like the say- game the game is the, the game itself mechanically yes is from like 2011 or whatever mm-hmm. like it's an old show but there are still there, there is some cool gameplay in it like totally. the whole the whole ha- the whole hacking stuff is is still interesting because it's like a cool sort of like mini puzzle of like it's, how do i get around these problems totally. and it's, all that. it's one of the few like this and metal gear are the only like stealth games that i am actually enjoy playing right because if you look at something like far cry which is like very similar set- setup where you've got like here's yeah. a here's an area that you need to get in and, and fuck up right like that never 
I never like doing that in Far Cry. I just it feels so clunky and like tacked on. Yeah. Where like the easiest yeah. way is always like, yo, I'm gonna lob seventeen grenades into this place and just shoot everyone up. Yeah. Like Far Cry is Far Cry as much as it likes to think that you can do the stealth thing with its bows and stuff like that, it also gives you a fucking launcher where you can launch shovels at people's yeah, heads. Which is way more so fun. Which is way more effective and way more fun. Exactly. Yeah. So like I, I enjoy doing that kind of stuff. And especially when you pull off the the really smart ones, right? Like where like judicious use of the spider bot is how i've been getting through a lot of that game of being yeah. like i can explore this area relatively easily with the spider bot and then actually find a second or third entrance that actually gets me closer to where i need to be where i can then use that and a bunch of the hack tricks to get where i need like some some of the mechanics in there are pretty good right where i spent so one, one of the one of the things to prep an area for becoming defiant is Taking a uh, taking a photograph, a specific photograph to show evidence that I'll be able to do some shit. And one of the areas that you do is like a, it looks like an old TV studio, or maybe it's an Albion TV studio or something like that. I can't remember. But what, one of the missions is like you have to take a picture of their the Albion map inside this area, which is full of Albion guards, right? And I went up as my character and like took my spider bot in and couldn't really figure out a way to get in. And I don't have a way of getting in to get that photo. I was like, oh, fuck it. And I did the thing that the game wants you to do, right? I went and found. Uh, Albion, or somebody who works Albion for Albion. Yeah. yeah, I did the deep th- the deep scan on them to figure out who they are and where they're going to be. I did the mission for them. I got them on board, and then I literally got him, walked him up to the thing, walked him in the door, snapped a picture, walked out, and completed the mission. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. That's the thing you're supposed to do, right? I'm using you for your skills. I've done the effort to get you on board and convince you that we're good, and got your skills and what would have been a horrendous level became trivial because i did the thing it's supposed yeah. to do right that bit of it is pretty good it's just that's it and it's like it's that's again going back to like everything we said so far basically about those missions like they just don't do anything and yeah. like the other part of it in terms of mechanics that don't really work for me are so when you start the game you can switch permadeath on and off right like yep. you can default it defaults off but you can switch permadeath on and you can switch iron man mode on and i'm not entirely sure what iron man does but i believe it's just like i have no idea what iron man mode does but basically yeah. if you switch permadeath on if a character dies they're they're gone and you'd have to re-recruit them right and i started playing with permadeath on because i was like this is a cool way of adding some some stakes to the stuff you're doing sure yeah. And then very quickly I realized that because of the way the game's actually built, if I need someone who can... So one of the first characters you get as part of the story is like... Or you have to go recruit is uh, somebody who has, uh, works on a construction site who has a uh, construction drone, right? A loader bot. Yeah. A loader bot. And I'm like, okay, I've got Permadeath on and I've got this person and I've done the recruitment mission, which is not that, not that, not that difficult to get this person. If this person was to die and I can't use them again during Permadeath... All that's happening is I've wasted twenty minutes getting another construction worker. Yeah, like there's nothing specific about this. Like the punishment is that you're wasting your own time. If per- like I haven't, I don't have a connection with this character because you haven't had enough time to have a connection to this character. There's no narrative mm-hmm. downside. There's no nothing. It's just like, well, my construction worker's dead. I need another construction worker. It's like. Yeah. So I just switched Permadeath off because it doesn't contribute anything to that I'm game. Sure. Yeah, I, I never played with Permadeath on because I thought that would just be the case. Like, I, 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 I started works. with it on and then very quickly realized like, oh right, this is pointless in this 
uh, yeah like that kind of thing was the other was the bit of just like this doesn't make any sense that you'd have like i see the i see the logic in in adding that option in but you also haven't Mm -hmm. done the work to make that option viable you can't just add it in like you need to actually have done the work to to make yeah Yeah. um and i think just generally like the game feels less polished than not just other watchdogs games but like other ubisoft games it feels more janky to me than previous games and i don't know i can't quite put my finger on it but just stuff like so like i one of the initial my my first couple hours with the game like i was i think the thing for me is like if you think about watchdogs 2 like watchdogs 2 was primarily very not only urban but like a lot more horizontal than vertical like, is the, there's a lot more open space into in, like, their version of San Francisco. And, like, yeah. yes, you do climb stuff, but you climb stuff that's, like, this is a ladder, or this is a, like, two boxes that can be climbed. Like, the, their interpretation of London is very cluttered, which is accurate, but, like, it means that the climbing and mantling physics needs to be slightly better at handling oh, cluttered so spaces. Weird. Yeah. So, like, I've, I've missed a bunch of climbs. If I've fallen off stuff that you can climb, like, your character doesn't react properly to, like, falling or, like, clipping the side of a thing that they have in previous games. Like, it just feels more... feels less polished. And I understand we are, yeah. like, how much of that is, like, uh, pandemic-related. Like, we had to reorganize and readjust and re- reprioritize stuff. Like, I get that. Mm-hmm. And that's entirely possible. But, like, for a game that had already been delayed twice, right? Like, it was supposed to be telling the last year. Yeah, I think so. And then it was March, and now it's now. Like, it just, it feels, there are definitely parts of that game that feel unfinished. I'll also say, like, I am running that game on PC with a Core i5, like a two-year-old Core i5 and a 2070 Super, and it does not run well. Like, it it runs fine, but, like... With a twenty seventy super, it, it hitches a lot. Like yeah. it's with a twenty seventy super, I have to switch off ray tracing, like yeah. it's, which is insane, right? Like that's why you buy that card, especially like, and it doesn't even look, it doesn't even look noticeably better than stuff like, I I don't know, it just doesn't look noticeably like I think parts of two that I played on a PS four look better than this game in some spots. Yeah, like it doesn't, do that, yeah. especially the characters, right? Like the characters themselves don't look. Oh yeah, by then I'm assuming that's because they need to be sort of templatey. Totally, to and you need to, to be able to plug bits of characters together. Like I get it. Like yeah, the, the thing I, I like, um, we're sitting playing it, and my wife turns to me and goes, "It's bizarre to me that games still can't do facial hair. Like it yeah. seems, it seems, in, it seems wild that we've got to this point that facial hair and even like any bits of like loose straggly hair still look terrible. Yeah, and it's just." Yeah, I don't know what it is. And then you add that on to, like, the the voice stuff, which I've only recently discovered or read somewhere that, like, not only have they recorded a decent amount of lines in a decent amount of different voice actors to handle all the different bits, and they, that at least is one thing, like, from a purely technical point of view, like, they've recorded enough lines where the different characters that you've recruited will chip in with plot-relevant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things. Like, just from a pure quantity, they've recorded enough of those lines where it makes sense and it doesn't sound repetitive but they've also yeah. like pitch shifted a bunch of them to add some more variety so like it's the same voice actor but like 
pitch shifted up or down to make it sound different enough. Ah, uh, okay, sure. And my main character, or not my main character, the character I picked first, sounds like she's been pitch shifted down just on the... The thing about pitch shifting voices is that there's a very small window where it becomes unrealistic. Yeah. You do a little bit. It's really noticeable sometimes, yeah. As soon as you cross that line, it sounds bizarre. And it sounds like she's just crossed that line down. Where I can't tell if it's like, I just don't like the voice acting for this character, or that's been pitch shifted down where it's slowed down enough where it doesn't sound right. But it just, it sounds... It does sound like text-to-speech sometimes. It's really weird. Um... But like I'm, I in taking all the things we've said so far, like I still spent an hour grabbing all the tech points from an area of the city because that's the thing I'm having fun with right now is all of the different little puzzles about like how do you get the tech point out of this area. So like I I'm doing that stuff. I'm just driving a drone over London. Like I like the representation yeah. of London. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like as somebody mm-hmm. who who re- actually really likes London as a city. It's pretty authentic. Oh, really? Like, Fuck. What? I hate London. Oh, such fair a enough. Shit it, it has it has its it has its parts, but like I will I will gladly spend a couple of days in London. Let's I like it. Um, but it's been cool, like because I I have zero sense of direction, but my wife has an excellent sense of direction, so she'll go like, yeah. "Oh, that's that building. If you turn right here, you'll be at that restaurant that we went to two years ago." And the th- it's like, "Okay, yeah." Like, there's definitely seeing bits of the buildings that are pretty accurate, and watching them um, massage out all the brand names of like buildings and logos, and like, oh yeah, is actually yeah, yeah. kind of fun as well. Um, but yeah, like I like the, I like the representation of the city. It's just like. All the other parts of it just feel a bit. I mean, to go full three sixty, I agree. It feels kind of soulless in a world mm-hmm. that really shouldn't be. And even if you compare it to like the original, not the original pitch, but like remember the first batch of gameplay we saw, where it was like all, like it felt more like a, it felt more cohesive. Like obviously it was a scripted demo, and I get it, but like yeah, it felt more. I don't know, like it felt like I had an attitude, it felt like it had some some life in it. And I just haven't hit that yet. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's fallen really flat as I've Yeah, a little bit more and more of it. Yeah. I I, I, I I'm probably gonna put some more time and I, I mean I'm probably gonna finish it because I like seeing where those things go, but like I wanted I wanted more from it and I think I had the the potential to be more and I think I had a potential <laughs> To, I can't. I don't think I can underestimate how bold it is to set set a game, which is very upfront about what it is. Right, like yo, Brexit happened. Like, yeah, the UK is looking like not great. Like, this is the world we're setting our game in. Like, I can't. I can't. I have to give them credit for at least going there. But then, oh, just yeah, sure. not, yeah. But then, just like, just not doing anything meaningful with it like there's yeah, a, there, there would definitely be a certain catharsis to overthrowing a fascistic yeah absolutely rule yeah. in the the year of our lord 2020 in a city that's not far away from where we are right like there's something about that yeah there's absolutely. some potential there and it just feels i i don't know it doesn't feel weighty in any real way it's kind of disappointing um, 
so yeah, that was Watch Dogs. Um, yep. If there's nothing else, there's a couple of very quick news stories. Um, mm-hmm. Again, to like round out some of the Watch Dogs stuff, um, there was a report in Forbes that um, I thought was quite interesting. So do you remember a number of years ago... Um, what the fuck does that mean, Forbes? <coughs> oh, okay. So maybe that... Okay, we'll come back to that. I'll explain what I mean in a second. Um, so remember back a couple of years ago when they announced um, Young Game Evil 2, Good, Good Evil 2. Yes. And uh, the second showing of that game, uh, they partnered with Hit Records to do a bunch of art for that oh, game. yeah, yeah, the, the like contest thing that they were yeah, doing. Yeah, and it was like... It was really fucked because it was like getting people to do work for no yeah, money. Like, that was the, like spec work stuff and yeah, like hit record is, on its own is a bit weird and like there's a lot of backlash to that from people in the art from artists yeah. basically going like yo this thing's fucked like here's the reasons why it's fucked and all this kind of stuff and so there's all of that stuff hit record are part of watchdog legion as well and i did not yes. know this until i read you this can article. see it if you're if you're in cars and you look at the radio yeah so I, like I, I saw this article a couple of days before the game came out which is the other part of it so there was a report that Forbes did that basically said a bunch of the musicians that have put work into Watch Dogs have not yet been paid um, at the time when the game came out Great. and if I now go to the Forbes article it will not let me read the Forbes article oh good um, it's got a big this page is no longer active thing on it oh okay but I can still see some of the text underneath it can I very quickly just remove this warning is this a thing I can do where I can just say Maybe. I can't quite tell. Um, but they've basically said... Oh, God, I can't even read this. I'm not even going to say. But it looks like something has changed, basically. But the original report was, hey, a bunch of musicians have not been able to be paid for this stuff. Yeah. And it looks like it's basically just part of the payment schedule for Hit Record, where they only pay out twice a year. Oh, gross. So... Okay. Can I just make this... Oh, I can just make this window bigger. Okay, sure. Um... So Jared Geller has clarified how hit record payment schedules work, saying, quote, we start the public process twice a year, January and June. It takes some time to make the proposals public, listen to community feedback. We post the final, after we hired the feedback, we post the final payments and make payments a few weeks later. In this case, payments went out on August 7th, which is contrary to what people have said in this article. So I may need to yeah. go do some more research into it because I hadn't looked at this page since I actually bookmarked the article. Um, yeah, sure. But it looks like some of the all they confirm on October 29th, which is a little bit after this article went up, that they have now been paid. But the, okay, thing, the, thing, the thing for me to take away from this is like I did not realize Hit Record was still working on various other Ubisoft titles. Yeah, um, I didn't realize that was like a more far reaching partnership. Yeah, that's... and that's a thing that I will need to keep in mind looking at some of this stuff. Um,. So the other part of new consoles coming out as well um, is that there's always this always seems to be the case with new consoles and any kind of big generation shifts like this is that there's the kind of overall stuff and then there's a bunch of smaller stuff that kind of goes under the radar that a lot of people either only find out when you get the console or they ask very specific questions to very specific people in in various companies and all this kind of stuff where like the backwards compatible stuff on PS5 has 
ebbed and flowed, let's say, over the past couple of weeks about exactly what's happening, exactly not not, not what's happening. So, like, the original article I bookmarked here was that um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate and a bunch of the series spin-offs will not work on PS5, as Ubisoft have announced today. Um, so, they put up an ar- Ubisoft put up an article on their support page saying that the following games will not be backwards compatible on PS5, which includes Assassin's Creed Syndicate, the three Chronicles games, India, China, and Russia. Yeah. Um, Risk, weirdly enough. Um, Space Junkies, which is a game I have no idea what that game is. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's a VR... Oh, okay. And then the rest of the games are VR games, which also is interesting, but we'll get to the VR stuff in a second. Um, That article is now gone from the Ubisoft page. It's been taken down. So... We pulled the Ubisoft Connect article and forum post back regarding backwards compatibility as there may be inaccuracies involving Ubisoft titles that will be playable on PS5. The article has not gone back up and they have not said what those inaccuracies are. But, um, yeah. So there was that kind of level of stuff and then there was like some complexities around VR specifically on PlayStation where... So the, 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 example, the easiest example to explain this is No Man's Sky, right? So No Man's yeah. Sky has a... PSVR support on PS4. That game is also getting mm. a PS5 upgrade, like a next-gen upgrade that all the platforms are getting, but this is their PS5 upgrade with like better graphics and 32-player multiplayer and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. The complicated thing about this is that all PSVR... So, no, that's not true. The PS4 version of No Man's Sky... Mm which is currently playable on PS5, supports VR. The PlayStation 5 version of No Man's Sky, which is also playable on PlayStation 5, does not support PlayStation VR because PS5 games don't currently support PSVR. So once you take this update, which sounds like it's just an update, the PSVR stuff goes away for your PlayStation 4 version of No Man's Sky. So... If you want to continue to play PSVR versions of No Man's Sky, do you have to keep your PS4 around? Is that a thing you have to do? Like, I, I guess so. Well, yeah, I, I'm asking the void here. I know we don't have answers, yeah. but like, that's weird, right? Like, there's some it's a weird like, response to that thing. Yeah, yeah, and also like, um, so like, I, I watched um some of the uh, specifically the the giant bomb run through the PS5 UI, and it and again, completely guessing here because nobody's actually I haven't seen anyone actually test it, but there's some intricacy into like they appear to organize stuff under games so like the ps4 and ps5 version of miles morales the new spider-man game for instance yeah are both under the miles morales tile in the ui and you can switch versions oh via okay. a menu so maybe theoretically you can play the ps4 version and the ps5 version because they're separate versions yeah maybe i don't know i don't know it's super complicated and for the i i know they've already said like if you read between lines about what stuff they're saying is that like a new version of psvr is at least a couple of years away so there's going to be some weirdness basically around vr and stuff on ps5 um specifically your old stuff on ps5 so i would go if you're if you're concerned about that stuff i would go do some research and see exactly how it works before you start unplugging your ps4 or thinking you can pick up a ps5 and everything just continues it's maybe not as simple as that um and yeah, just like some weird backwards compatibility stuff of like 
this game has zero changes. This game has had an update, but not really an update. Or this is actually a PS5 yeah. game now, and all this, it seems kind of crazy that we're still in this position. But yeah, here we are. Um, and the last thing I've got here was, it was N7Day on mm-hmm. Friday? No, November 7th, which was... Saturday? Yes, Saturday. Saturday. Um, yesterday, as we're recording this. Um, yeah. So the two big announcements was the possibly the most leaked bit of video game news ever, where like, yo, they're making a remake of the Mass Effect games. Yeah. Like, I think the we've good, been hearing the good that. Mass Effect games. Yeah. We've, making, we've been hearing that for like a year now, um, but they finally came out. Uh, so it's called Mass Effect Legendary Edition. It's coming out um, spring 2021 for... We'll get to platforms in a second. Um single player based content and all DLC from Mass Effect 1, 2 and 3 plus all the promo weapons armors and packs all quote remastered and optimized for 4K Ultra HD so you um, where's the actual so this is the Casey Hudson's post on the Bioware blog Quote, for many months now, the team at Bioware have been hard at work updating the textures, shaders, models, effects, and technical features of the three enormous games. Our goal was not to remake or reimagine the original games, but to modernise the experience so that fans and new players can experience the original work in its best possible form. Yeah. So there's two things in there. One is like, they're actually doing texture updates and stuff like that, which is good because mm-hmm. Mass Effect 1 does not look good in 2020. Nope. Um... And my hope also was that the Legend Edition is going to take some of the stuff from the later games and put it into one. Because, like, for instance, like an inventory system that works. Yeah, stuff that, like that. that's the, the real problem I was having, which was a discussion I was having with one of my friends, is that um, one, mechanically, story-wise and stuff like that is a really good game. Mechanically sure. is not. Um, and is a real chore to play. Yes. So them not going back and retroactively doing stuff from like two and three that were very good to play and putting it back into one would have been the best idea instead of the kind of not basic but the easy way of dealing with it which is just kind of going like oh yeah just do the textures up and then re-release it it's fine the fact that you said the phrase technical features like that could mean a bunch of different things but the fact that it's then followed by a sentence that says we don't want to remake or reimagine the games but modernize the experience also modernize the experience suggests at bare minimum suggests controller support i think but like i think so you need to fix stuff like that because can you imagine like can you imagine like you've heard like you're you're you were not around or did not play games or were not old enough at that time to play the mass effect trilogy when it first came out right and you've heard a lot about it and you're like yo i can finally play the mass effect trilogy can you imagine that jump from one to two yeah, right. I know. It's as a new player who is not familiar. And with it's really, any of that it's stuff. really sad because I was talking, I was, the, the, I was talking to my friend about it as well, and like playing two and three updated with textures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They, they all have like little quirks that are bad and all that sort sure. of stuff in them or whatever. But playing two or three updated is probably not bad. Yeah, those totally. games probably still hold up really well. Yeah, it's having to play one is a big deal. I, because I, if you don't I, if you don't play one, two, and three are way less impactful totally. than I like. I if never you don't have the backup of one. I never but, played one, or I never finished one. Right, like I, yeah. I couldn't, I just couldn't bring myself to get it. Like it, it felt. Not only did it feel like kind of janky and the kind of level of janky you normally get, but like I did the thing that. I did the thing, right, where, like, once they op- that game opens up and they say, hey, choose one of these three missions to do, I chose the one that everyone says, don't choose, right? Yeah. I did the, the um, 
the just a car mission. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As my first mission, and just got hammered for like hours, like and nobody and nothing saying like yo, you maybe need to get better equipment for this, or like you need yeah. to. This is the one you do last. None of that. It was just like, and then I got to that boss fight and just could never beat it. I was like, cool, I'm done, and just left that game. And then yeah. got back in on two and three. I love those games, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I would love to go back and play one. I've never finished one or seen much of one. If they don't fix that game or make it more playable, then I'm not going to play which one, it, right? Like, doesn't sound like they're doing. So, which yeah. doesn't sound like they're doing. But it would be it'd be interesting to to see exactly what they're going to do. Two and three, though, I two would three. Be, I'd be well up for playing again. That's... Yep. Like we were literally talking. Um, um my wife, my wife was like i want to play mass effect again because i watched somebody play two and played like an hour of three i was like well we should just get them right they're all on origin we should just get them and then this news came out a couple of yeah, a couple wait. of months ago i was like no okay we'll wait for the we'll wait for the good edition um and play that yeah you want to you want to be able to play that thing with all the dlc and yeah. stuff like that like yeah, and, trying to yeah. play trying to play two at this point without like shadow broker and totally the one before shadow broker that i can't remember or trying to play three without citadel like uh, th- yeah. that uh-huh. doesn't make any sense like without leviathan without citadel without Javit, like like overlord all two. these things that are yeah are amazing that are yeah. really good for that world like the especially vers- the fact that the amount of people that played through three without javik without me? the prothean 100 team me. member that is unreal to me it yeah, is crazy totally. that they did not experience that because that he is probably the most important character in that game yep in terms of like giving you information and reacting to stuff that happens and all that stuff the fact that people play that without him is crazy yep. so it's good that totally. that happens to people get to experience that and see what i was talking about at the time i'd like to see i would like to see three with him i didn't get it yeah because he was like it was insane what, what, yeah, what's the deal with that was it like a it was, it was I want to say it was like a pre-order thing or something. I can't remember what it was. Because I pre-ordered it was like, that it was game a, and didn't it was get a DL, it. It was a DLC that some people didn't get, and I can't remember what the real reason was. Was it not? Did it not but, come out like a couple of months after the game or something like that? No, because I played that game on launch and had it. Mm, so don't know. I can't remember what it was, but um, but yeah, the, the, yes, having all that stuff there would be great. Um, so it's coming. Spring 2021 for Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC with forward compatibility and targeted enhancements for Series X and PS5. So I think, again, some of the wording around the next-gen stuff is still a little bit hazy, but like that suggests that like it's going to be optimized for Series X and we'll have the PS5 tag on it on PS5 like with some Mm -hmm. enhancements, sure. Um, And then the other... Small announcement, maybe, also, um, on this blog post was, um, again, from Casey Hudson, quote, Meanwhile, here at Bioware, a veteran team has been hard at work envisioning the next chapter of the Mass Effect universe. We are in early stages on the project and can't say any more just yet, but we're looking forward to sharing more vision when we'll be going next. And there's a single screenshot, not a screenshot, concept art, probably. Um, I've heard this before, Bioware, and then you released Mass Effect Andromeda, like, like, that's not... Andromeda basically killed a lot of people's interest in that series, right? Like, yeah, um, I, I, I didn't, I didn't finish that game. Me, a Mass Effect game that I didn't finish. Yep, you're not is, alone. Yeah, I, it's crazy. Like, it, that's a thing that shouldn't happen. But that game was so, such a bad game. That is there, so, is there something in the fact that you're saying a veteran team? Like, 
was Bioware Maybe, was, I don't know. was Andromeda not done by traditional Bioware or something? I no can't idea. But, but um, yeah, that's like that. But then think about that: of like, if Bioware were to go and do that, what is what's happening to Anthem? Because I thought Anthem was getting a ground up redesign as well so by veteran they, members of the team. I didn't, I didn't boot the, I didn't bookmark this thing, but they did put out like a here's what Anthem looks like currently, like kind of work in progress thing with like a new inventory screen and some rework on like attachments and modifiers and all this kind of stuff. It looks like it looks good. Like it looks like they're doing the work, but like yeah. I need to know that that game's playable. Like, who's that team? Like who's, yeah, who's I don't doing know. any of this stuff? Um and the fact that they say envisioning the next chapter. Especially when yeah, especially like, when they're trying to make another Mass Effect game and another Dragon uh, Dragon Age game is Oh like we're like have they ever put a date on Dragon Age yet? No. 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 Like this is way past Dragon Age, right? This is Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This like, is like Dra- Dragon Age Dragon Age isn't even like envisioned yet. Like they've yeah. done they've done the thing of like they put out that trailer that had Solus talking on it and that was amazing, but they've done nothing else. Like yeah. that is that is all they've done. Yeah. Um I need to know yeah. what that game is as well. They I <sighs> I'd like to say they get one more shot at this, but like Andromeda was such a misstep that you would yeah. hope that this course corrects, but it feels like such a weird thing to do to a company that's already in such turmoil, right? Like Bioware, because we've already been saying for a while that like the next Dragon Age is kind of live or die for Bioware, right? Like if they, yeah, if much. they fuck up by, Bi- if they fuck up Dragon Age, like that's all of their tentpole franchises, why they're such a big name, just, gone yeah that's, right? that's mass effect dragon age and their weird gamble of anthem all totally. three have failed spectacularly their first new ip in a while yeah just spectacular failure um yeah like what happens to bioware if, if dragon age isn't a thing so the idea of them pre pre-productioning a new mass effect is ambitious and like sure like go for it but you don't get a lot of immediate excitement not for anymore. Me anymore. Yeah. Like it's just we're not too anymore. far gone at this point. Um that's all I have. I don't know if you've got anything else. Uh, um well, it's gonna be that AEW video game announcement on Tuesday. That'll be was that on Tuesday as well. Right. Yeah so like AEW uh AEW Games was the yeah. company that was which is not a company that I know of or existed it seems like but they basically put up a tweet that said like yo we're making a game based on AEW. Yep. Um mm-hmm. Sure, like more wrestling games would be interesting. They were, talk- they were talking about, they were talking about like the the or like the speculation that they're going to start using the Aki engine again, and yeah, it's a whole weird like the old school video game things for like WWF No Mercy and stuff like that that people really like. Totally. Um, and it, I'm like- fascinated to see. It. I I I would love to see another battlefield in which AEW get to kick the shit out of Vince McMahon again. I think that's but- kind of the interesting thing for me is like if AEW have been such a thorn in the side of of WWE as a company for so long, like if they could, oh, come yeah. out, if they could come out and also have the premier wrestling game. Oh, can I can I do a bit of wrestle chat to show you how much this is gone? You have three minutes. Kind of Go for it. So right the. The, the main thing that's been happening is that there's AEW on Wednesday and they've moved NXT to Wednesday at the same time to try and compete. Sure. Which is which is like the best thing that WWE do. NXT yes. is like their really, really good thing. Um, and AEW have consistently been kicking the shit out of WWE week on week. quality. In terms of quality, in terms of viewership, in terms of everything. Oh, really? Like just huh, okay. kicking the shit out of them. Not 
I, I say kicking the shit is usually like three hundred thousand more people watching AEW. But I, I, it's I, I markedly everything, more. Everything I heard about AEW was that it was much better quality, but I didn't know they were also getting the viewership. That's oh yeah, no, no, they're get, they're getting way better. They're getting more viewers in the key demographics, and it's better quality. Like it is out and out kicking the crap out of NXT. Nice. Um, okay. And Vince McMahon, and I really like NXT, but anyway, um, Vince McMahon hates losing, yep. and so sees. NXT as failing because it is losing to AEW, even though they are, it was their best foot to put forward against AEW because NXT is their best quality thing, yep. and it still didn't work. So Vince now considers NXT to be failing, even though it pulls in good viewership and is way better quality than the main shows, to the point where the the next um, big pay per view, Survivor Series, and the whole gimmick of Survivor Series is like brands and champions fighting against each other across mm-hmm. across divisions so it's like the wwe the smackdown champion will fight the raw champion and all that oh, stuff. Okay, okay okay yep like that is the big thing um last time in survivor series nxt were brought in to survivor series as this third competitor so it would be like the nxt champion will fight the two other champions and then we'll have the midcard champions and then they'll have a team in the big team fight that's supposed to be the thing that survivor series rolls around and NXT won a bunch of stuff at Survivor Series, giving them a bunch of credibility, sure. which was really cool. It has now gotten to the point where NXT has been so thoroughly thrashed by AEW and Vince considers them a failure that they've now been taken off Survivor Series this year. Oh. And it has been and it has been directly linked and quoted as Vince McMahon saying, yeah, it's because they're losing on Wednesday nights and they think that the people don't want to see it. It's crazy. It's so insane. Are, are and Vince is such a mental... Are either of the other shows competing with competitors on their nights? No. So of course you, not. What? It's, it's, Raw, it's, Raw, it's Raw and SmackDown. You don't compete with that. It's like, the only thing that they're competing with are like actual sporting events. Sure. Like when, but like, when, 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 when football season starts, wrestling viewership takes a hit. But like, if like they got, know that. If you've got three. If you've got three properties and two of the properties are not fighting anyone in the same thing and you put your other property in a direct wrestling match with another property that's doing the same thing. Yeah. And then you turn around and say the one that's actually having to fight is losing? Like, what? Yeah. I, I know. It, it, it's mental, but this is the way that Vince McMahon, his brain works like this. Of, oh yeah, like, Raw's, Raw's pulling in like millions, SmackDown's pulling in like millions. NXT going up, ag- going up against something at the same time that it has to fight against that is a markedly better show. Oh shit, they're failing in viewership. It's your guys' fault. Like, that's amazing it's got it's gotten to the point where they're pulling them off survivor series and they're talking about not putting them on wednesdays anymore like vince is potentially pulling out of a fight which never happens like yeah. vince never backs down from any of this shit it's crazy um that's a yeah mess. that's that's okay. a quick wrestling update i can give you so it's really cool that AEW are making a video game because then they also get to come and be like what the fuck was WWE 2K21 about where it broke every five minutes? Hey, look at this thing we've made <laughs> that actually works and it's a good wrestling game. Like, that would be great because I would love to see Vince get angry about that. But Vince doesn't care about video games, to be fair. Exactly. But it would still be cool to watch them get thrashed on another battlefield. Like, that would be great. That's Because um, they can't compete. It's between AEW and New Japan. They can't compete on quality anymore. So they're just competing through size like they're just competing by the fact that we are the big company it's it's crazy like wrestling's in such a state right now it's unreal but yeah 
Cool. Um, so what we got? Uh, what's coming up? The yeah, Tuesday is big. Uh, Beyond Light is an expansion for Destiny oh, really? Two, which is a video game. What's Destiny? I've never heard of it. Um, uh, it's a shooting video game where you shoot men in the face. This fucking microphone. <laughs> um, I tell you about the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, this guy called Shin Malfer, right? He, or- no. <laughs> I've heard good things about this. Ah, gentleman. see. see. <laughs> um, Beyond Light's Tuesday. Yakuza's Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, there was some, what was the other thing? There's something else. Is there? No. Oh yeah, console. Xbox is on Tuesday. Coming out, but... um, Xbox is Tuesday, uh, and then that's as far as I know. Oh, and um, Assassin's Creed is Tuesday as well. I think. Oh Valhalla, yeah, yeah, yeah yes. Which I'm, I don't think I'm not particularly worried about or want to pick up. So no, not really. If not someone yet. if someone tells me it's very very good, I might. Totally. I might. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I, I I was hoping that Watch Dogs was going to tide me over, but it looks like it might not. So I don't know. Um, but Yakuza looks. A lot of people who are, I mean, admittedly fans of the Yakuza series are saying like, this thing could be game of the year. I'm excited. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, hopefully Yakuza tides me over until Cyberpunk was supposed games? to be two weeks away. Cyberpunk was supposed to be. Oh, yeah, Cyberpunk's the other thing that's coming out. Right, that's December this year. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of anything else that's like coming out. God, this yeah, because we are we're starting to hit the um, we're starting to hit the end of the year now. So let me just very quickly bring up the list. Uh, I'm not March, seeing it. July, October, November. Um, yeah, that's Watch Dogs. Yeah, Bug Snacks is the twelfth. Oh, Bug Snacks. Yeah, Bug Snacks, which is coming out. Um, oh, the medium. When is that? That's soon. Is that this year? Yes, it's this year. Is it? I just need to figure out exactly when. I think it's the start. Are you of the sure? S- yes, because I it's pre I don't have it pre-ordered, but it's on my wish list in Steam. The medium release date December December twenty twenty. Oh, okay. Eurogamer one day ago, dual reality horror the medium has been delayed till January. <laughs> there you Fuck. go. Cool. I thought so. Okay, that literally happened an oh, hour ago. That, there's that fucking um. Breath of the Wild rip-off game. What's it called? That's really awful to say that, but you know the thing I mean. Oh, um, um, the Ubisoft thing. Phoenix, Immortals, that's Phoenix what it's called. Gods, yeah. Rising, Winged. What's it called? Yes. <laughs> Immortals, Phoenix Rising. That's Immortals, Phoenix Rising. I'm actually kind of interested in that. Like, Yeah, like it may be interesting. Might, 3rd of okay. December. That's that's yeah. that's a thing. Fuck, I'm super bummed about the medium. I was looking forward to that. Anyway. Um, yes, that looks like the next big thing that we're actually yeah. interested in. This yeah. okay. Cast your mind back <laughs> to when time doesn't exist anymore. I, I could not tell you what year, but on December twenty third, Who's Your Daddy comes out for Windows, Mac, and Xbox One. Do you remember that what? game? No. Do you remember the the game that we did for a video where one of us plays a oh, baby that tries to kill themselves? Baby, baby death game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember this. Yeah, where you stick forks and. Plug sockets. I remember so, this. Yeah. I don't know what's happening, but like, there's a remake. The original game came out in 2015. There's a remake, remade version of that game coming out the 23rd of December. Okay. I have no idea what cool. it's doing. I will need to go investigate that. But um, all right, sure. Yeah. Anyway, that's video games. So there's still some stuff to come. But um, yeah, I started filling out our Trello list first. Yeah, stuff. I've. I know. I've started looking <laughs> at it. I should probably go and. Yeah. We need to figure yeah. out how we're going to do this. 
but we'll, we'll think about something. Um, site stuff. Um, the other side video is up this week. Um, the Red Lantern and what's the other video we did? That's your conspiracy. Videos will be up. Yeah. Um, I meant to do it last week. I just get it last week and couldn't get them up. Um, we should do something with Teardown because I want to show that game off because it's yeah that's that, that is the sort of game that you should probably make a video of yeah so that for that makes sure sense. um yeah I think that's us for now uh yeah gamingstar.com is the name of the website where you can find all our videos our videos articles and podcasts or will be up there we're on youtube.com slash gamingstart you can subscribe there and get notified when we put new videos up we are on facebook and twitter if you search gamingstart you find us there podcast at gamingstart.com is the email address if you want to get in touch and that's us. Stay safe wherever you are. Enjoy whatever you're playing. And we will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye.